what's up? How's everyone doing? Welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I'm Hannah, and this podcast is my lifetime documentation of the journey that God has chosen for me to travel. Let's get into today's topic. Hello, everyone. As you heard in the intro, this is the Grace to Grow podcast. Um, and today, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. I don't really know. I don't really have a specific direction. I have a general direction, but we're going to be just going with it. Um, I do want to say, first of all, that I feel like as I've started this Grace to Grow new season of kind of rebranding, that it seems a little bit, um, <laughs> seems a little bit sad. Because my last one was on something kind of more like, I don't know, not, it's not really sad. I guess it's just raw. That's what real life is. It's not always happy. Um, And so, you know, I was thinking about that today and I was like, dang, the topic I have for today is also going to be quite um, just a little bit depressing. It can be a little bit depressing, but we're not going to make it depressing, but it can be. but yeah, so like, oh my goodness. But I do have a podcast coming up soon with a reflection on summer 2021, which I'm really excited about, but I haven't taken the time to actually uh, dive into that yet. So I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know if I'm going to do that as a separate podcast or if I'm going to do that today. I really don't know. We're just going to see as we go along. But my main topic that I wanted to talk about today was kind of just this fact that um, I have been chosen for the journey that God has given me. So Sometimes I see life, it depends, it really depends on like, because there's so many analogies you can make to life. I don't think there's one analogy that can sum up life perfectly. And I don't think there's one analogy that can sum up God perfectly. I think that's why there's so many analogies to how God works. God's a father, God's a, um, God, Christ is like a husband. Like you're, you get kind of confused if you get stuck in the analogies because you're like, how is he a father? But then Christ is like a husband, but he's like, it's really confusing because I don't think there's one analogy from our human perspective that just sums up God perfectly. But um, yeah, so there was this analogy that I had that basically God is the director of a movie and we are the actors in this movie. We're given a script, we're given the lines that we should follow, and we're to make sure that we are paying attention in each scene that we're doing, focusing on that scene for what it is. And as I was thinking about this analogy, I realized that God has chosen me for this role. Like the the way my life has been going so far and the way that my life will continue to go, this is God who has chosen me to do this. Like he's chosen me to walk this road. He's chosen me to read this script, if you will, because he knows that as an actor, me performing this script is going to glorify him. And so as long as I say in his will what he desires for me to do, then I will be glorifying him through my performance, through what I do. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, my lines and scenes may be difficult sometimes. There may be hard moments, especially as an actor. There's a lot of hard moments where you just have to figure it out. You know, you have to go through it. And it may be hard at times doing certain lines, performing certain scenes, but God is the director and he ultimately knows that through this script, I'll give him glory. Through through what I do by following him and his will, 
I'll give him glory. And the thing is, as a director, you direct, you direct, duh, you direct the, the actors to what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to do it so that it all comes together. Because as the director, you know what's going on behind the scenes, in the scenes. You know what I mean? So as an actor, all you know is I got to know my lines, have to perform these scenes well, and I'll just follow what the director says. Like, that's pretty much a gist of, of what you do. Um, not to simplify it, but just to say that's like a majority of what it is, is like making sure you have your lines like memorized and like knowing them well, um, being able to act on the spot, you know, as needed, but then also listening to the director and doing what he tells you to do because he knows what the effects people are going to do. He knows what the sound people are going to do. He knows what all of the, how all of that is going to work together. And so you have to follow his vision because he's the one that knows, he's the one that knows it all, you know? And likewise, God is the one that knows it all. And so we must follow him and must follow his direction so that it ends up turning out right. And so I just realized that I was chosen for this role that I'm going to describe later on today. Um, but yeah, so I guess I could just go ahead and describe it. So basically yesterday I was watching a video and it sparked me to have this conversation, or not really to have a conversation, but it sparked me to write down a bunch of notes that I had not previously written down. And these notes just consisted of a lot of ideas that I've had running around my head that I haven't really taken the time to settle with. And so I figured I could take the time to settle with it now. Um, and I'm hoping that through this, that I can get through this kind of a little bit quickly, um, but also that through this, I'm able to kind of really um, wrestle with and confront these issues that I'm constantly facing. So after watching this video, um, it was so funny because actually the main thing that sparked me to record this was the fact that in the video, these guys, so it was like two guys and a girl and like they're all friends. And in this video, one of the, the girl was asking the guy, she was like, so how do you become, like, basically other people have been asking her this question. And so she asked them this question. And so she was like, how do you become friends with guys? And the guys were basically like, it's not really that hard. Like, they were, one of the guys said, if I see you flirting with everyone, I'm going to be like, oh, she's not going to want to be like, I'm not going to be her friend because I see her flirting with everyone. But he was like, if you just don't flirt with everyone, then I'll be like, oh, well, maybe she wants to actually be my friend. And I've, that just awakened something in me. I kid you not, it awakened something in me because it kind of, that was me. That is me. It can be me sometimes. Is I will be the person that will flirt with everyone and then be like, oh, I don't really like anyone anymore. And then just try to be friends with them. And that's not how life, <laughs> that's not how life works. Because I feel like I've had this perspective of guys that they don't know or recognize what I'm doing. I guess I wasn't holding myself accountable for my actions. And so therefore I felt because I thought I was hiding my action or thought I was like hiding the fact that I was flirting. I thought that because I was doing that well, that um, they didn't notice or that they didn't care, you know? But they do because they're humans and they can see and they can hear. That's what they have eyes and ears for. And what's funny is 
girls always think that, oh, like, girls are the ones that are really talkative and gossiping and all that stuff like that. But guys literally do the same thing. Like, guys be out here having whole circle times, telling stories to one another about what happened and what's been going on, all that stuff like that. Like, they have their own little group sessions. And so it's just so funny to me to see that, to just be like, girl, what were you thinking? And it's just when he said that, when he said girls will flirt with everyone, I felt personally like confronted because I was like, I confronted myself, not that he confronted me, but I confronted myself because I was like, that is me. Like I do that. I will be the type of person that will sit there and will flirt and go from one person to the next, to the next, to the next within the same group. And that's terrible. And so I just wanted to talk about that today. Um, and so before we get into that, I, whoa, 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 I didn't even pray. But before we get into all of that, I'm going to pray, take a moment to pray, dear God, I pray that as we spend this time together, that you just uh, give us a, a anointing God, a blessing today to just conversate and share emotions and experiences, God, in order to process them and to learn to do better from them, God. I thank you so much for the beautiful rain today, God, which is going to give lots of growth to all of the plants and flowers around, um, and I just pray that you continue to to protect us. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness and your love and your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Okay, whoa. <laughs> I got a little ahead of myself. But yeah, okay. So that was basically the whole gist of like where this conversation stems from. I took notes because of watching that video and being confronted with that fact that I too am one of those people. So I realized that the root of all of this is a desire. The root of the reason why I flirt with people, the root of the reason why I do all these things is because I desire intimacy within the covenant of marriage. So intimacy meaning emotional intimacy, like like we are there for one another emotionally grappling with things. Um, spiritual intimacy meaning like we're close one in spirit, that we're able to have spiritual conversations centered on God, da 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 da. And then finally, like physical or sexual intimacy. Um, which is what God designed for us to have in within the confines of the covenant of the marriage. So that's my desire. That's what I truly want. And honestly, I've always wanted this since I was young. Like I, when I was a kid, bro, I've had this intense desire to like want to be married, but not just be married. It's not just the fact of like getting married. It's the fact of like, I don't know, that lifelong partner like someone it's not just marriage but it's like that that connection side of marriage the one where you're really close and actually intimate with one another that's what I've desired since I was young since I was probably even could recognize what marriage was um and so because I've had this desire I feel like throughout my life society what I've read what I've watched what I've seen has played on this desire that a lot of women have, which is playing on it by, you know, creating things like fairy tales and all these things like that, which promise a happy ending. And so as a young woman, you grow up in this scenario where not only do you have this desire, but then now everything you see reflects that desire. So you only focus on that. You only focus on getting your or you're happy ever after because you have that desire that's what you want but then also everything around you shows you only one example one narrative if you will of a happily ever after 
They don't show you the narrative of you growing and learning and becoming a great young woman first before you become a wife. (laughs) Because if you look at a lot of books or movies, there's not much character development for these characters. The gist, the entire gist of the movie, of the show, of the book is that they get married or they start dating or the whole plot is based on their love. Nowhere in here do you see character development. You may see a little bit, but little sprinkles and dabbles here and there. But a majority of, and if it's raining and you can't hear me, oh well, but I'm not going to move. But it is raining over here because I'm in Florida. Um, But a majority of what it consists of is a plot that focuses on two people coming together, having a happily ever after. So in that sense, you really don't even know what to do with this desire that's burning inside of you. Because for me, it's burning. Now, for some people... They may not see it that way. Like for some people, the desire to have intimacy within the covenant of marriage, they are like, no, I'm good. I can wait. Like, I really don't feel that burning this in me. I really don't. They could care less, honestly. They're like, I don't see the big deal. And that's fine. Like, there's a lot of girls that I've met who truly don't have a desire to be married like that. Like they want to be married, but they don't have like that deep longing for marriage. Whereas I do, and I think that's okay to come to terms with. For me, I wanted to stop. I wanted to be like, no, Hannah, you don't care about marriage. Like, forget about it. Like, just let it go. Throw the desire away. And that's not true because then I just suppress it and it just comes up in a bigger way. And so I'm recognizing now I do have a deep longing desire to have intimacy with a spouse, with a husband, within the covenant of marriage. And the fact is, is that when you have this raging desire within you when you're growing up as a child as a as a young girl into young womanhood you only see not only you mostly see stuff hear stuff watch stuff that feeds that desire that fuels that desire even more so if my desire was a little fireplace at first now it's a forest fire because everything i see is causing me to to let that fire just run rampant and now I'm step taking a step back and I'm seeing this forest fire it's become and I'm saying I don't want this for my life I don't want a forest fire anymore I want it to be back in a fireplace you know what I mean and so yeah that's what I'm learning is like desires are great emotions are great but it's what we do with them how we manage them which is really important Because I never really learned how to manage my desires. And I think that's natural because as a child, you may not learn it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say, oh, nobody sat here and taught me how to manage my desires. No, 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 no. I feel like it's a part of growth is that as you get older, you learn how to manage certain things. And so I may not have been able to manage that desire, but I'm learning how to manage that now. And it's so crazy because my mom even says this all the time, but she's like, and I see that you have a deep desire to be married. Like, I see, she sees that in me. And what's crazy is I don't even really talk to her about all of the things, like, all of the people that I liked and all that stuff like that. I never really talked with her about that. Um, and so the fact that she can already see that as a desire in me just lets me know that this desire is not a bad desire. This desire is a desire from God that to he's going to use that to glorify him. But I just don't want to get so caught up in my desire that I forget the one who's given me that desire, that I forget the one who's given me this as a gift 
and said, here, I want you to have this gift because I know that this gift is going to be good for you. And I know that this is going to glorify me. And so that is basically what the root of it is. And at this root, (laughs) at this root of desire, it's like, wow, that's actually like a God-given thing. Like God has given that to me. He's chosen me for this journey. He's chosen me to walk out what it looks like to manage this desire. But what's happened thus far is, like I said, a forest fire. And so in this forest fire, I've done a lot of wrong in my life. I've done a lot of wrong things to people. I have been very selfish. I have been very lustful. I have been just a lot of things. And so that's kind of what I want to dive into as well is um, like an aspect of my testimony, maybe like a chapter of my testimony um, of my history of like, you know, lusting and crushing and, and dating. Basically, I've lust, been lusting after people, meaning wanting them for the wrong reasons, such as to satisfy my own desires, just to validate me, wanting someone just because I see other people wanting them. And I'm like, oh, I want somebody because I see other people wanting them. I'm jealous. Um, wanting someone because I'm bored and I want to be entertained. I want to have something to engage me. Wanting someone because I feel like I should have it as a rite of passage for certain ages and milestones in life. When I got 16, because I was watching so much Disney, DCOM, talking about how at 16 they all got a relationship or whatever, I thought, oh, because I'm 16 now, I should have a relationship. Oh, because I'm 18 now, I should have a relationship. Oh, because I'm in college now, I should have a relationship. Your milestones and ages don't dictate the plan that God has for you. Like, (laughs) it's so... That is something that I genuinely thought. Like, I genuinely believed these things. I genuinely did these things. I still do these things sometimes. I'm, like, becoming more aware of it, but I still do them. And so, anywho, this is another thing. I used to have, so these are just things that I used to do. I used to have a crush in every period of classes in middle school. So every period that I had, I would have a crush go to first period, I'd have a question there that I'd flirt with, third period, have a question there, I'd flirt with it, with fifth period, have a question there, flirt with them, all of this stuff. I hope it's not too loud, because it is raining quite heavily, and I can't really hear myself, but I hope it's okay. I hope it's okay. I'm just, I'm wondering if I should get up and go, or... Or, ah, I'll just say. So, yeah, I used to have a crush on, like, one person every period of class. I also used to have a crush on each guy in the friend group. So there would be, like, certain scenarios, such as at church, where I would have a crush on, like, literally, like, three out of four guys or, like, five out of seven guys in the group. And I remember even being at church and, like, jumping from one guy to the next guy to the next guy, like, flirting with all of them. And first of all, that was mad disrespectful. Like, that's very dishonoring to the people in, that I knew. Okay, I'm going to have to go because I can't even hear myself, y'all. Y'all coming with me. Come on. Let's go inside. Okay, but basically, 
that first of all that was mad disrespectful to those individuals mad dishonoring to those individuals um to those those young men who didn't ask for that (laughs) who didn't ask for that um i feel like that's just um quite honestly very rude it is very rude to to treat people like that that's not loving i feel like i could have loved people better i could have loved those young men better as a christian because to say that you mean so little to me that i'm gonna put my desires above you and so if i want someone i'm gonna go for them but then if i don't want you anymore i'm gonna go for someone else because i want them but they could be in their like that is so mean so disrespectful i feel like and so as i was watching that video it just made me realize like how terrible of a of a friend i've been like i haven't i've I've flirted and then i've wanted to be friends and i flirted and i wanted to be friends and flirted and wanted to be friends and it's like that's so that's so not it that's not becoming as kamari would say that's not becoming and so i just realized that what I did and still have a tendency to do is dishonoring. It dishonors those individuals because it says that I value what you give me more than I value what you actually bring to the table. Like I have these certain expectations for you, these certain desires for you to fulfill. And rather than valuing what they can bring to the table, the assets that they already have. And I just, I don't like that. like I said it's not becoming I don't like it and I think it is respectful and dishonoring to those individuals and so I want to apologize to all of those people from third grade on up whom I've done that to maybe even second and first grade I don't know girl I I don't remember none of them but whenever it started I want to apologize to all those people I'm not going to sit here and list it out I did last night though (laughs) last night I did sit there and list out every person and apologize out loud to them um, I'm not going to listen to not here just because of, you know, whatever. Um, but I do want to apologize to all of those people and say, I am sorry for what I did because what I did was wrong. And I was not acting from a place of love. I was acting from a place of selfishness and from a place of wanting my desires to be fulfilled. Like I said, it was a raging forest. And so a raging forest fire, I mean a raging forest, lol, (laughs) that was a raging forest fire, and so a forest fire is not thinking about all the people around it, all the houses around it that it's burning and lighting on fire, it's just thinking about, I need to expand, I need to expand, I need to expand, the fire is never satiated, but if you think about a fireplace, had I kept that desire managed, then that fireplace could have been a place of warmth, people you know what I mean so while I still have this desire I need to learn how to bring it back under the control of God so it can become a fireplace or it can become a stove useful for cooking useful a useful tool essentially is what I'm saying rather than it becoming something that's uncontrollable and wild and I think this desire being an uncontrollable forest fire has also led me to certain other sins um that are very similarly related and yeah so i just think that 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 needs to be coming under control of god (laughs) pronto um and then i was also thinking about that and i said like yo imagine 
like the friendships that I could have truly developed had I not been so um, focused on my own desires. Like they were some genuinely great young men. Now I'm not going to say every person is wonderful and amazing. That's very naive, but I am going to say that had I given them the opportunity, I could have really created some great friendships. I think um, even one of the friendships I really developed very, very well. And it wasn't until like, because we were incredibly close. Like I genuinely never considered him in that way. Like I, I, we were really close friends and I considered him a close friend. It wasn't until something switched and then it just all changed. And I don't like when things switch like that. It just feels like abrupt. Like I'm trying to change the script. That's it. Whoa. 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 <laughs> Whoa. I never realized that. I never realized that. It felt so abrupt. First of all, it felt very unnatural. Like it wasn't a natural progression of it. It felt like I was trying to change the script. Like God said, here, here's your here's your script for the next scene. And I said, okay. And I read it. And then I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do what I want to do. And I came on set and I just changed everything. And everything was abrupt. And people didn't know how to react because that's not the scene. And I really tried to force my own scene. Wow, that's exactly how that felt. It felt so abrupt. It felt like a light switch. Like, it was like we were cool and we were chilling. Like, I genuinely, like I said, did not see him that way. And I loved him, man. Like, he always came to my sister and brother's basketball games. He was a great friend. I mean, we were mostly just church friends. We didn't really know much of one another outside of church. But we were very close our families were very close da, 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 da. but then it just like one day just switched and it, I just saw the different side of me being like oh I want to be with him and yeah I didn't care who I burned on the way and I even burned him that's the sad thing but um yeah I'm not gonna sit here and regret what I didn't do regret what I could have done da 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 like I said, what I did was wrong, and I'm sorry, and I ask for forgiveness for the people whom I wronged, especially from God, because it was against him that I sinned, that I did wrong against, because these are his people, his children, that I, I did not love to the best of my ability, but what I will say is, um, and, and I also could have loved better, but what I will say is that this is going to be an action that I'm not going to take for the fall. I remember one day when we went to Andrea's open house for her school I we were walking around the high school and I haven't I didn't have a normal like high school experience like a quote-unquote normal high school experience because I did dual enrollment at a school um that was specifically for dual enrollment which was FSW collegiate and so my school basically was like we ain't had no sports we had like we had fun stuff but we didn't have like sports or like anything like that and so we didn't have weight rooms and a gym and all of that so we go into Andrea's school. It's a beautiful school. We're walking in. We're seeing all these things. Part of me got jealous because I was like, oh my gosh, I've never had this. Like, I went to a school that didn't have this and I wish I had did it. Okay. Then after getting over my dram dramatic self, I said, you know what? I didn't have that at that school because I didn't take the opportunity back then to do that. Like, I had the opportunity to go to basketball games, but I didn't. FSW, the college had basketball games that I didn't go to. I chose not to um, because I was so focused on the future that I couldn't focus on the present season. And so I wasn't 
doing things that would have been fun or could have been enjoyable in the present season. Um, you know, my friends had football games and I could have gone to those, but I chose not to because that was just a, a decision I made. It wasn't like I sat up in the morning and said, I'm not going to go to any football games, but it just never came across my mind because I was so focused on school and academics and getting to the next stage that I didn't focus on the present, didn't focus on the scene that I was supposed to be in because I was worried about the future scenes and future seasons. But God didn't even give me the script for that. So I don't know why I was sitting over there worried. Um, <laughs> and so, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and regret that. What I did about that situation was instead of being overdramatic about the fact that I didn't have those things, I just decided USF is now giving me the opportunity to do those things. Because USF does have football games and basketball games. They do have a nice gym that I can play at. They have great experiences that I can partake in. And so I decided to write a bucket list and I said, these are the things that I want to do, not just at USF, but also just in life. These are the things that when I pass away, I want to say, yeah, I did those things. <laughs> like, I want to be like, this is something that I wanted to do. I wrote it down and I did it. You know what I mean? And so bucket lists has, have actually been very helpful recently for me because it helps me to focus on each season. It helps me to maximize each season to say, all right, for the summer, that's what I did for the summer. I wrote a bucket list of things I wanted to get done. And of course, other things happened too, but those were the big things that I was like, if I don't do anything else, these are the things I want to commit myself to doing. And I feel like it just made everything easier for me and it made things more enjoyable for me. I really, really, really enjoyed doing a bucket list. And I'll probably talk about that on the summer reflection, but yeah so after writing that bucket list that helped me to say okay this is what I'm gonna do now so that I don't leave college regretting oh I wish I did this blah, 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 blah. because I left high school regretting certain things I didn't do and then I said you know what I'm not gonna sit in this regretful state that's what I can do now I can do this and apply this for the next fall and spring so that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that I have already written that down and so that's the same thing that I want to apply, that same energy I want to apply to this situation as well. I'm not going to sit here and regret how I didn't love them well, how I could have loved them better. I'm going to love the people that God has given me in the fall the best way that I can. Praying, God, Lord, I'm praying that you help me to love them well, to be good, to be a good friend. Not to seek my own will, not to seek my own desires, to be satisfied not to let this be a forest fire raging inside of me, but God, let this be a fireplace where people can feel loved and warmed and welcomed and respected. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> because I'm the type of person where I really want people to feel valued and honored and loved and respected. Like I do, and I value people's opinions and their thoughts and their ideas. And I love to... I just love people. I really do love people. And I think this desire to um, have intimacy within the covenant of marriage, I feel like that desire and matched with my like true love for people, like not just boys, but true love for people, those two matched up together. It just always caused me to, because it wasn't managed properly, it always has led me to, or I've made the decision to, like, 
seek my own motives behind loving people. It would be my own selfish motives that I would give to people or that I would show people that I love them or that I would, you know what I mean? Like, I want to get to the point where I can genuinely say to one of my guy friends, I love you without it actually meaning something different than what it needs to mean. Like, I want them to be, I want it to be like with my girlfriend. When I say to my girlfriends, I love you, I mean I love you. And when I say it to my guy friends, sometimes I feel like it has a different meaning because it's coming from a different place in my heart instead of it being just that. You know what I mean? I want to get to the point where I am able to compliment them without seeking for myself to be validated in return. Like, I want to be able to encourage them. That's what I really want to do. I want to be able to encourage them and to love them and to be there for them, to be a good friend. I, that's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want. And of course, you know, I want to eventually get married. But first, I want to be learn to be a good friend. Because I was thinking about this the other day. And I thought about the fact that, like, if I don't learn how to manage this now, what's going to happen when I get married? Am I going to be that mom that flirts with other people, even though she has a husband and kids? Because that's how I would be if I were to get married now. And so it would be even worse. It would be even worse for me to get into what I want to get into. Like, I'm glad that God hasn't granted this desire yet. Because imagine if, like, that would cause so much drama. That would set a bad example for my kids. That would set a bad example of what God is to my husband. Like, because I'm supposed to be a reflection of God, you know? So if I'm doing that, and then I'm going up and preaching and teaching and talking on Sunday about da-da-da-da-da, talking about God, that doesn't set a good example. And so I just realized that this morning when God, when I was talking to God, and I just was like, yo, I don't want to be that. <laughs> I don't want to be that at all. Um, and so, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and regret what I didn't do, what I could have done better. I'm going to use that um, as a propellant for the future. And I'm going to say, I want to be able to love better. I want to be able to make friendships. Friendships. Because I don't want what happened to happen again. I don't want history to repeat itself. And I think awareness is is one of the steps towards action. You know, I've been aware of this for about a year now. Like, I've been aware of this tendency, aware of this desire, aware of how I've wronged people and how I've burned them. And I've actually gone to certain people and apologized to them. Um, people who I'm like, I thought it was appropriate to apologize to. Certain people, I feel like we kind of just have grown apart and that an apology while it is meaningful, like, while I do want to apologize to them and for them to know that I am sincerely sorry, I felt like reaching out in that apology was, like, not necessary because it's kind of one of those things that you, like, it's just immaturity. Like, we all were immature. And I'm not going to place all the blame on myself also because we all were burning one another with our desires. So not all of us, but in certain scenarios, it was this, it was that way where it was like, we both were burning one another. We both were playing this game. And so, you know, I'm not going to put all of the weight of the blame on myself. I think that is trying to carry too much. I also want to recognize that while I did wrong them, some people also wronged me. And so, you know, we just live and we learn and we grow and we mature. And that's how life is. Um, 
But yeah, I'm just going to do better in the fall. And Lord, I just pray. I take a moment to pray right now, God, because I just pray that you really do move through me, God, that I become a vessel that you're able to use to love other people well. Like, I just want to be like Emma when she just, how she just loved so, so well, so fervently the people that you placed in her life for that season, God. And I just pray that I remember this, God, that I remember this moment and that I remember what I've asked you for and that I just stick to it, God, that I stick to loving people instead of seeking my own desires because that's selfish and that's not becoming that's not what it looks like to become a young woman after God's heart. Like that is um, immature and it's not respectful. It really isn't. And for me to be a person to say, oh, like I want my students to be respectful and responsible and then me to not be respectful and responsible. How does that look? And so I just want to um, just further iterate, God, um, thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. And I just pray that I do better. Help me to do better, God. All right, enough on that. We finna jump on over to the next point. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, and also, so I have, not only do I have a bucket list for each season, but I also have a bucket list box. So basically my bucket list is like, I've only done it this summer, but I'm planning, I have also written one for the fall. So I'm planning on doing this every season. It's like, you know, summer, fall, um, whatever, whatever that like and also winter because winter like you know when we have winter break or christmas break and all that stuff like that so i'm planning on doing this every season but basically before i jump into that season what i did this summer was before i got into the summer season or i think it was like i was in the summer season but i just had a list of things that i wanted to do and i just said you know what i don't want to go throughout this summer only focusing on school because I did have to take school this summer but I didn't want to only focus on school I wanted to do fun things that would bring me joy and I remember listening to this podcast where Emily P. Freeman was like she was like you should do something that brings you joy this summer like choose some things that will bring you joy and joy was just this reoccurring theme and so I just was like you know what I'm going to choose joy this summer and so I wrote down a list of things that I wanted to do and then at first it seemed like they weren't gonna happen like it really did but then they ended up happening and it ended up being very very good and yeah so I'm really excited so I did that for the fall as well now granted not everything happens on my bucket list the exact way that I have planned it like one of the things I wrote on my bucket list was like paintball but then I wrote slash laser tag because I was like paintball felt a little bit like out of out of pocket but um, laser tag, I was like, okay, we can kind of do that. And so, yeah, everything just kind of changed around. I'll explain that a little bit more in the other podcast. Like I said, I can, I'm going to keep referencing it, but <laughs> but I'm hoping I can do it sometime soon. Um, I might even do it today. I might even do it today. I don't know. But, um, yeah, okay, so, anywho, that's the bucket list. And so I have a bucket list of things that I want to do that I have for that specific season. Um, and I only have it for the next season I'm going to. So like, I don't have a winter bucket list yet. I have a couple ideas written down, but I don't have a bucket list yet. Like I'm like, this is the things I'm committing to. Um, and then I have a fall bucket list written though. Um, and I'm almost done with my summer bucket list. I have one more, one more item, which is to take the FTCE on the 11th, August 11th. But, um, other than that, my bucket list is complete. So I'm, I'm just really happy with how that turned out, but Basically, I have the bucket list, but then I also have the bucket list box, which is just a bunch of ideas of things that I think will be cool that I really want to do one day, or at least I think I want to do one day. 
and I just write them down on a sticky note, on an index card, on a piece of paper, whatever I can grab, and then I fold it up and I put it in the box, and I don't think about it again, <laughs> because honestly, I don't know, I don't know how, but for some reason, my mind works like this, where if I am thinking of something and I don't write it down, then I just keep thinking, 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 thinking about it. But if I write it down, I've, I'm just, it's, I don't think about it anymore because I'm like, yeah, I know where to go to look for it again if I needed to pick it back up. And so instead of carrying it with me every day, all day, I just am like, okay, I write it down and then I can pick it back up when I need to pick it back up. And that's actually, that's actually a cool thought. That's actually a cool thought. But basically by writing down these ideas in the bucket list box, it helps me to um, let go of them from my mind and know that, oh, when I want to revisit this, I can look back there and see this. So, you know, there's other things like places I want to travel, like the idea of like teaching in England. Like I've always wanted to do that or thought of wanting to do that. Um, I can't make that decision right now of whether or not I want to teach in England. Like that's not a decision that can be made in the season. That's not what I need to focus on for this scene. So I just was like, you know what, I'm going to write this down so that I don't keep dwelling on it and then focusing so much on things of the future that I can't focus on things of the now. So, yeah. And, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. So where am I now? I'm now at a place of awareness. I'm at a place of recognizing the tendencies, recognizing the desires, recognizing that there's a fire, learning how to put it out, being able to put it out at some points with the help of God, but ultimately still trying to learn and be taught how to take this desire from being so vast, so expansive, so uncontrollable, to being controllable, to being within the confines where God wants them to be. Where do I want to be? I want to be at a place of consistent action. So right now I'm at a place of awareness. I'm aware of my deficiencies. I'm aware of what I need to do to be better. But I think what becomes difficult is being actually placed in those situations where you have to confront your action, like your your tendencies and where you have to go against them, you know, um, where you have to sacrifice so that you can love better. Like this was another thought that I had was like, oh, that's another point later on. Oh, well, I can get to it now. But basically, I said, it's easy to love people when it's convenient for me, but it's hard for me to sacrifice my desires in order to love someone else the best way that I can. Meaning, I may have to sacrifice the crush that I have on someone if it means that I can love them better by viewing them as a brother in Christ. That way, I respect and honor them as a young man that they are created to be rather than the young man that I want hope or expect them to be for me and that that's truly my heart's desire like that's truly what I want to do is like be so loving and kind to the point that I will sacrifice what I want yeah I may like you but I will sacrifice that because I would rather view you and love you as a brother in Christ you know what I mean it almost makes you want to cry because it's like that's truly what I want like I don't want to be so selfish so unkind so unloving that it's my way or the highway my desires are the only ones that are being fulfilled you know and so like I said 
Where am I now? Out of a place of awareness. Where do I want to be? At a place of consistent action. I'm praying that throughout this year, I just learn how to consistently and faithfully choose to be a friend, to consistently and faithfully choose to love and be kind, um, and to be a good friend, not just to them, but also to all people. Like, I just want to be a good friend. I want to be a good human being, a loving human being. (laughs) I want to be Christ-like in general, but to be more specific, I want to be um, a faithful friend, a loving friend, a kind and encouraging friend, because I just feel like that's what's needed. Like, I feel like that's what's required of me right now is to learn to love, to learn to love. Okay. All right. I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let that go. (laughs) I'm not going to beat around that bush too much longer. Um, But yeah, so that's pretty much all I have for today. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have for today. So, you know, first of all, I want to say, I hope that this was um, a moment that some people could relate to. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. Um, And I hope that this is my prayer for the future people that I may burn. First of all, I hope that I don't burn you too badly. But second of all, I hope that you give me the grace to grow um, and mature and know that I'm not intentionally coming from a place of malice. But sometimes it's just the desire or selfishness or just plain being human, being sinful, desiring what I want to be done. Sometimes it's just immaturity, you know, that causes me to act in certain ways. And so I just pray that you give me the grace to grow and mature um, and just, yeah, give me the grace to grow. Man. I also want to talk to my future self and say, give yourself the grace to grow. Um, <laughs> that's why we named it this podcast because you need the grace to grow because you are human and you are going to fall and you are going to have moments that you're like man I wish that didn't happen but it will propel you for the future moments that God has for you you know and when you look back at it in retrospect these experiences are going to all compile into this beautiful story that God is creating and so just give yourself the grace to grow. While you do need to improve and learn and do better, you're not doing it alone. Do it with God. Make sure that he is the one that is by your side instead of trying to figure out everything on your own. Because you're not going to know everything on your own. You're not going to be able to figure out the root of this and the root of that and figure out how to change yourself and do better. The only person who can reveal that to you is God. And so anytime you're sitting here wondering why this, why that, Make sure you ask questions to God. Make sure you talk to him because he knows all the answers. So why wouldn't you ask him the questions? Um, And with that, I hope that you all, yeah, that's it. (laughs) Hope you all have a wonderful day. Um, I have a new outro that Kamari actually sent to me, which is a great idea. And it comes from Ephesians 1-2. And I changed it a little bit just because I wanted to. But it basically comes from Ephesians 1, 2, if you all want to check out that verse. Um, But yeah, basically it goes like this. Grace and peace to everyone listening. Until next time, bye-bye. Okay, how'd y'all like that? Okay, 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 I know, it was good, I know, it was good. I love it, I love it, Uh, okay, (laughs) that's it.